0: So you certainly have heard about the Azure Percept DK, uh, but maybe you don't know why the design is open like that. And there are other design choices that have been made. And we have today Dan from the Azure Percept team was here to tell us everything we need to know about the design choices that have been made on the Azure Percept DK. That's today on the IoT Show. Hi everyone, this is the IoT Show. I'm Olivier, your host. Thanks for joining us today. I have Dan, um, and we'll talk about the Azure Percept DK today. Hey Dan, how are you?
1: I'm I'm doing great, Olivier. I'm super excited to be here. It's great to see you. It's great to talk to you. I wish I wish we could be there in person doing this, but here we are, and I'm I'm super excited.
0: We'll be back in studio soon, I'm sure, uh, and you'll have plenty of things to share with us. You know about Azure Percept, but about other things as well. I know that. Um, so, But before we jump into that topic and for people who don't know you, can you give us a short introduction about yourself? You know, How long have you been in that space of IoT uh, that we are all evolving in?
1: I'm t- totally happy to. I've been at Microsoft 22 years, um, so I've, I've been around here a long time. I've been working on IOT off and on for seven, eight years now. I went to grad school for robotics and control. So this IOT automation um, uh, uh, devices space is my my lifeblood and my passion. And most recently I've been uh, blessed and honored and super happy to be one of the group product managers for Azure Percept and specifically for the hardware.
0: So you, you joined us today. We wanted to have a chat about uh, some of the design choices that have been made, right? For the Azure Percept DK. So the Azure Percept DK itself, we've been discussing that and there's plenty of documentation here. We really want to focus on the design choices. You know, some, some of them we'll we'll see, uh, you know, are, are bound to the type of audience to some of the requirements uh, and what we're trying to achieve in general. So let's, let's start the discussion there. So. To start with, I'd like for you to give me your definition of what the Azure Percept DK is and why, and what is it about?
1: Perfect. Um, so When we set out to to build Azure Percept, the first thing we did was we talked to over 500 customers and partners to figure out what it is that the market needs actually were. We want to make sure we had that nailed right. The number one thing customers and partners told us is that end-to-end integration is super hard, super expensive, super complex, don't know where to get started. 100% of 500 customers and partners is a pretty strong signal. And so we started with Azure Percept DK specifically to go help and solve that integration pain that customers and partners had. First and foremost, the Azure Percept DK is a reference implementation. We listened to customers and partners, we identified their gaps and needs, and we put together an end to end silicon to services solution that brought together all the pain points and all the technologies of IoT. Edge compute, secure hardware, accelerated AI, all together, and that reference implementation is brought to life specifically off of two modules: the Azure Percept Audio, which is a four-bar microphone linear array, and the Azure Percept Vision, which is a a, a neural network hardware accelerator for uh, vision-related tasks. It's actually going to be used general compute, but specifically designed for vision. And the purpose of the DK at the end of the day is to help bring these two to market for customers and partners.
0: Awesome. Uh, That's a pretty long elevator pitch. So it's a bit like a... It's only a twenty-story elevator type of thing, but that's perfect. I think it gave a really nice picture. Uh, one of the things you didn't say in there is who is it for? So is it for like makers? It's it's a pretty ex- like cheap actually dev kit for what it can do, and so I would expect lots of people to jump on and say, "I want to build my own home project." But actually, I think it's it's more than just that. Yeah.
1: So Azure Azure Percept DK. Um, and Azure Percept as a whole is designed and focused specifically for commercial, industrial, enterprise customers. Um, You're right, it does come at a very affordable price of $349 for the DK, which includes the vision module, as well as a processing module, which we'll talk about, and $79 for the Azure Percept Audio uh, uh, as an accessory the intended audience under uh, enterprise, uh, commercial, and industry is specifically twofold. Number one, hardware manufacturers, uh, device builders, and number two, customers who want to go and bring secure hardware accelerated AI to their products. The product is designed so that hardware manufacturers, device builders can go on a prototype, a, a, a pilot to production journey, and customers can go on a prototype to production, pilot to production journey as well. So it's designed for both customers and a journey for both of them from pilot to production.
0: Got it. That's not forbidden for makers to actually, you know, play around with it as well, right?
1: So, so, so uh, the, uh, on the maker point, um, there's two ways to define makers. There's a awesome community that I had the privilege and, and continue to be part of where people experiment and try things and incubate new technologies. Great place to be, great te- place for technical incubation. And there is no question that makers drive innovation in technology and creativity as a whole. Makers also have day jobs, not just night jobs. And their day jobs are people like me, people like you, Olivier, people at, at companies that, you know, that, that we work with, that we represent. And... Yes. Do we want to touch the heartstrings? Do we want to touch the, the 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 eyeballs of 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 those makers? Absolutely. Do we want to drive innovation through those makers? Yes. But um, the, the the core end to end experience is not designed for a maker who's starting out on their very early learning journey around AI and ML. It is absolutely designed to help start out on that journey, but ama- the you know we didn't design it as an example to be a completely uh, non-tethered experience. Like there's value in the tethering that we do and the connectivity to, to Azure as an edge device, as an edge solution.
0: Nice, nice. Thanks for clearing water on that one. I like the way you're defining the makers and how how interesting they are for for us in general. Um, So I've seen you waving the modules, uh, and they're not in their box. Uh, But actually, interestingly, for a dev kit, um, the design is pretty open. You can see the silicon. You can see part of it. So this is not a very common design for a developer kit uh, or dev kit. But why, why did you make this choice of having exposed design like that?
1: It, it, it's a fantastic question, and it definitely is not a a, a, a standard or, or 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 a normal normal reason we did it. It goes back to the core of what we were trying to accomplish, which I said in the twenty thousand foot ele- or the twenty story elevator pitch uh, or, or earlier. Number one, we're trying to solve for the integration problem, and number two, mm-hmm. trying to do that to the customers that you eloquently pointed out are for device builders as well as end customers. The reason we have the form factor we do. Is to go on that proto uh, that pilot to production journey. For an end customer we wanted something that the, coming out of the box get started in 10 minutes start processing ml models get used to how this device works but then take it off of your desktop be able to put it on a wall be able to set up a configuration start to bring it into the environment where it's going to be used to construct the pilots to keep moving forward in understanding how to manage these devices how to manage the ml models how to train the ml models for them at the same time, that device is not destined to go into a final multi, you know, multi tens of thousand unit scale deployment. Could it be done for that? Sure. Why? Yes. Uh, but it's not specifically designed for it. The reason it's not designed for it is because the way devices are going to scale into deployment is very specific for the market segment and the customer needs for the specific scenario that it's being used in. Okay. And because of that, we wanted to build a healthy ecosystem of device-specific solutions for end customer-specific problems that are done at a price point and at a scale availability where customers can have the confidence that the devices that they've been working in with the DK and the ML models running on them with the DK are the same devices and models from an internals perspective that device builders went and built. And so we built these modules so they could be easily integrated into other solutions and those solutions brought to market in domain-specific uh, uh, scenarios. As an example, we didn't—you you, know—you you had mentioned that there—it's it's an open enclosure. It's not a dust—you uh, know—a dust-safe uh, enclosure. It's not IP60 uh, specific. As an example because a we want it to to the the customers to see the modules on the inside and know that the modules that they're programming to are the same modules that are going to be taken out of that dk and put into final solutions whether they're cameras integrated kiosks you know boards it a laundry equipment etc
0: I I like that so actually if i want to go to production right so you are just listing bunch of examples, um, I, I did my proof concept, I did my pilot, and I want to go to production. You just say, okay, the modules are things that are pretty much like, you know, you can buy them in volume at some point, and you can integrate that into your actual final device. What are the other hardware requirements? Because just the modules on their own are not enough. What are the hardware requirements uh, for going to production, basically?
1: Per- perfect question. From a hardware perspective, there are four requirements. Number one, we start with security. Security is a core ingrained promise of Azure Percept and the Azure Percept DK. And In order to ensure that we require a TPM 2.0 compatible to a, a TPM module. Number two, we started with the silicon choice of the uh, NXP IMX8M processor. Does that mean that's the only processor we wanna support over time? Of course not. We wanna build out an ecosystem and scale. We started with that processor because it's very readily available in market and there are very good development boards to get you started. Um, Number three, you need to have USB connectivity. Both of these modules communicate over USB. The good news is they were designed to communicate as the receptacle here is over an external consumer facing solution or as this one where the USB trace is actually an internal uh, electrical solution. They're both uh, possible with both solutions. You don't have to buy a separate board. They're, uh, so, so you could do both an external as well as an internal. The final one is network connectivity. These are Azure born, Azure ready devices. Part of delivering, a part of managing these devices, part of maintaining their security, part of delivering ML models and processing them securely is that they do tether and phone back to Azure in specific situations to get updates to to get get updated model models. Uh, and network connectivity is paramount. So the fourth requirement is either Wi-Fi and/or Ethernet uh, connectivity.
0: Got it. That leads to the next question, right? After hardware comes software. Uh, some bits are actually, you know, demonstrated into or with the DK, uh, and we see there's IoT Edge in there. But there's a bit more to that. So there's some software requirements as well if you want to transpose from your your pilots to an actual production device. So what are these software requirements for for Azure Percept?
1: So um building on top of the TPM 2.0 we have the requirement for leveraging CBL Mariner as our container host where containers are the app model for programming the Azure Percept and the Azure Percept DK specifically Azure Percept devices and the Azure Percept DK the CBL Mariner functions as the consider it the software layering to enforce the secure to enforce and uh, and 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 deliver the security promise from hardware all the way up to service. And so, CBL Mariner really is the is is a Linux variant um, that is specifically created as a secure thin host for uh, hosting the 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 Azure Percept uh, uh, container models, mo- modules modules.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. So you mentioned the things from the hardware and software perspective are based on, on like first off, the, the TPM. You repeated it a couple of times. There's a, a big focus on helping customers making their solutions more secure. What are the various parts that in the design choices for the modules for Azure Percept in general and the DK are, are showing the best pra- practices, the best patterns for, for a more secure device? Cause you have like, IP that you deploy potentially on these devices in the form of your uh, machine learning models um, there is like data that can be super sensitive when you capture video you know from customers or or things like that so security wise how do we help our customers making their devices more secure
1: oh, 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 Olivia it's a, it's it's a perfect transition um the the execution environment of the uh, compute module in this case the IMX8 excuse me the NXP IMX8m, and then layered along with the firmware that it executes, along with the operating system, and it executes that creates a secure execution environment all the way from boot through attestation to 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 processing. Okay. Now layered on top of that is the IoT Edge uh, runtime, which then has a secure uh, a, 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 a secure execution environment provided by the TPM as well as the the uh, uh, CBL Mariner, and then the containers. Uh, uh, where the application model is, are the actual what what gets executed. Now, the key there is that both Azure Percept Vision and Azure Percept Audio are both built and designed from the ground up with a unique identifier, of course, PII, uh, uh, PII compliant unique identifier, and the reason for that is because it shows genuine authentication and uh, 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 and attestation back to Azure. And the reason for that is because you know that the security all the way between the cloud, the device, the container, the execution environment, and the hardware, all the way from silicon to service and back uh, is 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 insured protected and uh, insured secure. And the reason that that's important is because as you said, the data and the models that are created from that data are then uh, also able to be managed, deployed, and kept up to date. In, in a secure environment, from silicon all the way up to service.
0: Got it. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I want to go to production, um, and um, maybe I don't want to use exactly the same sensors. You know, maybe my requirements for um, you know a camera sensor, uh, you know, not not what the Percept DK comes with. Did you guys make some choices there as well in terms of the designs to allow for flexibility when it comes to the hardware design parts of things?
1: Absolutely, Olivier, and this is a a two-part answer. So I want to talk about vision first and then I'm going to talk about audio because the answer is slightly different for both. But the top level is yes, we looked at every point from a design perspective and a product functionality perspective to enable integration and drive to that key point that 100% of our customers and partners said that that is a pain point. In the case of vision, what we did is we don't have a specific vision sensor on this module. The reason for that is while the DK ships with a specific sensor that uh, addresses, you know, let's say 80% of the of the market use cases from an angle size perspective, resolutions perspective, focal length perspective, like you said, it's not going to solve every solution. And so we designed this module so you don't have to re-spin the module if you want to change the sensor you're using. Instead, you upload some new ISP code. You create either a you, you use the exact ports on here to enable your sensor or you spin what's called an interposer, which is a very simple electrical mechanical reconfiguration or an interface that takes only a few weeks to spin up rather than the entire board, which takes up, you know, would take multiple months or even years to spin up. In the case of audio, we did include the microphone array, the four-part the four micro, uh, 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 four, four microphone array directly onto the module. The reason for that is because from an audio perspective, an acoustics perspective, the spacing of those four microphones allows to create and it ensure the fundamental uh, capability of far-field keyword spotting, which this is designed for. So you can create your own keywords, upload them, Uh, and uh, 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 deploy them, I should say, and then the four-bar microphone array allows for the spotting of those keywords when they're spoken.
0: Okay. Let me switch gear before uh, we kind of uh, wrap it up. Um, I... We have the hardware. We have, you know, your 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 way of customizing the design to your personal needs and so on. Now when it comes to software, the actual DK comes with the full like with samples and so on. And you have that nice portal that allows you to deploy, you know, vision, uh, vision AI and so on and, and, and speech uh samples, right? That are actually built with cognitive services on Azure. How flexible is that that other part of the story, which is integrating into a broader end-to-end solution, like you know, with IoT Central, with IoT of another service, or sometimes with something else? So, do we have flexibility there as well?
1: Yeah, a- a- absolutely. There's flexibility. Uh, the good news is that Azure Percept and the Azure Percept DK, as a reference implementation, um, is is an IoT Edge runtime, IoT Hub managed device, and because of that anywhere where an IoT Edge device, an Azure IoT Edge device can plug into the larger Azure and even larger Microsoft ecosystem, including Power Apps, Dynamics, the places where Azure and the rest of the Microsoft Clouds can or cloud can work together, those are places where the Azure Percept can show up and be integrated. You know, does it integrate seamlessly into every single one of those places? No, by definition, it doesn't. There will have to be some level of work depending on what you're trying to integrate. However, if you have it as an example, an IoT edge architecture with IoT Hub, the integration is going to be very, very simple, if not require any lift, because that's the architecture that we are one of the endpoints for an ecosystem of solutions. The other thing to note is that, along with Azure Percept DK, while you know we've been talking a lot and focusing about the hardware, Azure Percept includes and a key pivotal part is Azure Percept Studio, which creates a one-stop shop or one-stop location for access to IoT Hub, Azure Azure IoT Hub, Azure Device Update, um, Azure Device Management. Um, as well as being able to integrate with custom vision, create your own custom uh, ML models, train them and deploy them. And so we created that one-stop end-to-end from Silicon to service and back so that you have a place to get started, you can go work and go, uh, uh, go quickly. We created the pilot to production roadmap uh, 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 aspects of the design so that you knew you were going on a journey and that there was clear steps and how you were going to go about that journey. And we did it for both device builders as well as customers to bring those two two ecosystems together. So customers know that there will be devices that they can interoperate with that are certified and device builders know that they're going to sell their solutions to end customers that actually have, have, have the need. So bringing that all together, yes, absolutely. That integration exists um and as as a, as a core end socket point and it, yeah so
0: easy easy actually that's uh I've been playing around with it and was amazed of like seeing that you guys basically using the the blocks of Legos that the various other teams of Microsoft are providing for implementing this kind of solution so it's uh, it's pretty great uh no, to uh, see so uh,
1: uh, 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 Olivia on 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 that note um we took the when when we took when we got the feedback and the the customer signal, the clear customer par- partner signal that end-to-end integration was such a key important aspect. We took it upon ourselves to become the first systems integrator to bring, as you said, as you very eloquently said, all of those services, all of those, those uh, technologies, all of the client-side technologies, bring them together and ensure that they work in a cohesive end-to-end way to make sure that not only we could do it, but our partners could do it because we were able to do it.
0: And I know for a fact that in the process, actually, you also fed the Azure IT engineering team with tons of feedback on, you know, hey, where are your customers, and, you know, here's our feedback, ask customers, which is great, actually helped the team a lot. So before I let you go, Dan, what's next? So today, the Azure Percept DK and Azure Percept is in, is in preview mode. What are the, the top things that we should expect in the coming weeks, months? So, so the first thing to to expect, and um, it's it we we are very
1: much as 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 I've noted, um, a customer centric, partner centric organization. We are a quality driven organization. So the next thing that we're driving to is our general availability of Azure Percept, um, Azure Percept Vision, Azure Percept Audio, the 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 DK as well we are gating that on quality signal from customers and partners partners that are able to successfully leverage and build based on our solution and customers who are able to also uh, successfully leverage and build and, and 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 get solutions put together we're taking that feedback we're uh, you know we're 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 listening to that feedback we're incorporating it into our software services and hardware as appropriate but the first thing to look look to look towards is ga um, the, the the second thing is that we are looking to uh, make all of our reference designs available so our, our partners and our device builders are able to uh, properly integrate our modules into into their solutions. Um, I talked about uh, the requirement for in the NXP IMX8M. Fantastic chipset, fantastic partner to work with in NXP. We do want to drive to silicon diversity, and over time, have our modules work with other with, with other hardware. So we're looking at silicon diversity as well. Um, the 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 other the other um, uh, two items are. That we're looking at building out, as, as I mentioned uh, previously, an ecosystem of devices with very specific form factors, ones that will be appropriate for a manufacturing floor, ones that will be appropriate for outdoor uh, installation and 24 hours, 24 uh, 7 operation outdoors. And so that ecosystem of devices with our modules built into the core, so our customers can have the confidence that the solutions they build will be able to work when they switch uh, devices at scale. Um, and then the final piece is to help device builders to you know kind kind of the yin, the yin and the yang of that of that same complimentary answer uh getting these modules available as part of as we go to GA at scale so device builders can order these um you know integrate them into their mass produced solutions and and sell those mass produced solutions right now the modules are available in the dk vision comes uh, the azure percept vision comes with the D, the azure percept dk azure percept audio is available this module within an, a, 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 an enclosure as part of an, a, the azure percept audio accessory
0: Brilliant. I think that gives us a lot of things to look forward to, Uh, and we are looking forward to all of that. Dan, um, great insights into the design shows for the Azure Percept DK. Thanks for joining us today. And everyone, if you want to learn more about Azure Percept, uh, I invite you to go check out that link, uh, Percept. Dan, see you soon. Have a good one. Thank, Thank you so much. You too, Olivier. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye, all.